Hey, Life Church Global, what an amazing opportunity it is for me to bring God's Word to you today. I just want you to know that you are chosen by God to be in Life Church Global. You are chosen as the beloved. What an awesome community. What an awesome bride. You are the most glorious bride in all the world. You are the chosen jewel in God's eyes. You are the apple of God's eyes. And I want to declare over you that you are about to embrace the fullness of what it means to be the bride of Christ in the in this season. And so today I'm so excited to bring God's word to you today. And the title of my message to you is the instrument of synthesis. Uh, and we're going to go deep into God's word today. And I want to invite you to opening your heart uh, to to going deeper into embracing the fullness of the divinity that exists in you. And I believe that as you hear this word today, that you will step into uh, what it means to have a transcendent life, that you are constantly in a transcendent state. You've detached from the material, the physical touch, feel, the time-space reality, and you begin to experience the reality of God the divinity of who He is. And I believe that as you listen to this word and as you apply this word in your life, you will experience realms and you will experience realms of God, not just realms of the Spirit, but realms of God Himself um, in your life. And you, you'll never be the same again. I fully believe that. And what a privilege it was to hear Pastor Neil speak over the last two weeks. Uh, he is so amazing. He is a speaker of truth. And we were so blessed um, to uh, by the gift that he is to the body of Christ. So over the past few weeks, I had the privilege of witnessing some of the greatest athletes um, compete at the Olympics. I don't know if you're following the Olympics, but... Um, Kelsey and I love sport and and we love watching people compete and we one of them uh, really stood out to me okay Um, and his name is Neeraj Chopra I mean um, I wanted to you know the first day I saw him at the Olympics I was like okay here we go Uh, this is awesome because an Indian is now at the Olympics and it's a big deal for for Indians and uh Uh, When I saw this man run up to the line and throw his javelin, I knew there was something different about the guy. And he clocked uh, the the most amount of meters compared to everybody else uh, that were around him. You know, there were people who were bigger in size compared to him, but he had the ability to break his own record at the Olympics, which is why he was able to win a gold medal. So uh, as, as, as an investigator, that I am, I went into looking into his life and, you know, I I realized that he comes from a really small village in Lucknow in India and through a very poor life was able to um, overcome the obstacles of life uh, and get into the military because of his love for the javelin. And through the military, he was able to really um, excel in this sport and then through overcoming many injuries, to overcoming many surgeries, uh, even just before the Olympics, having a surgery that was restricting him, this guy overcame all those limitations, the physical time-space barriers that I was talking about, these limitations, he overcame them and was able to break his own record and also outshine most of the other people there 
by throwing his javelin further than anybody else and winning the gold medal. It's a huge achievement for him and his family and we celebrate it. You know, we celebrate what he has done. But when we actually look at the root of why we reward people when they compete against one another, we're not actually rewarding people according to their physical um, stature, their, their physical condition or their, uh, you know, how big their body is or which country they come from or how well they communicate or how well they run. What we actually reward is an instrument, ladies and gentlemen. And that's, that's the instrument I'm talking about today. We actually reward people based on how well they discipline themselves with this instrument. And I'm going to tell you what this instrument is in a little bit. But synthesis means putting together different entities to make a whole which is new and different. That's what synthesis means. And when you and God has blessed each and every human being with this instrument that enables you to synthesize every aspect of your life, every aspect of your training, every aspect of your conditioning, every aspect of, of the experiences, the, the struggles and how you've overcome these struggles, every aspect of it in order for you to create something new. See, the, the human body is, is made up of billions of cells. And each of these cells has their own consciousness. And God has, and when these cells come together, they create according to the instrument that God uses to create the human body. These cells know exactly what organ to be a part of, what to do, what tissue to be a part of, whether it's part of the blood or every, every part, whether it's part of the skin. The cells know what they need to do because God used an instrument to synthesize the human body to function as a whole. And so we must understand that God has blessed us with a very divine instrument. And this tool enables us to, within a moment, synthesize life, synthesize our, our, our abilities. And, and we can do powerful things by using this instrument, by using this vessel. Now, you're not rewarded a gold medal because you come from India. We know that. You're not rewarded a gold medal because you come from America. You're rewarded because of how you discipline yourself. By using that instrument, you discipline yourself by using that instrument, by challenging yourself over a period of time through all the obstacles. We, we give people, we reward people based on how well they use that instrument to perform and to release power. See, this instrument is very powerful. It is so powerful that even God, and, I'm, and, I, and, I, and I need you to hear this, even God doesn't challenge that instrument. That instrument is called the will. It is your will. And I want to say this from the outset, that your will to you is sovereign to you. In the same way that God's divine will is sovereign to Him. And God will not overpower you. God will not 
superimpose his will. God will not force his will upon your will. But God has created each and every human being. He has given each and every human being this will. And ladies and gentlemen, this will, this instrument produces results. This instrument produces very powerful results. Let me tell you something. When a person has disciplined themselves and can exercise their will correctly, they can produce, they can become a force that is so forceful that no man or no situation can be able to stand in front of them. Now this situation that they, this force that they create, this power that they create can either do good or do evil. And God has given us this will, this instrument, so that we can now pick and choose desires that are in the mind and we can allow the power, the divinity of God to flow through us to manifest things that will either transform all of creation or it can destroy all of creation. The will of a person brings together desire, determination, and action to produce phenomenal results. And it is to that will that produces power. Ladies and gentlemen, let me, let me tell you, the human will can produce God-like power. When I saw this man throw his javelin, further than seven billion people on the planet could that's a godlike power see when Usain Bolt runs his hundred meters we're not like wow come on man this guy from Jamaica has got skill dude I mean look at him he's got a physique man that's why he runs that fast nobody understands that it took him 20 years of disciplining his will to run for two minutes of his career that's all it took two minutes the first time Usain Bolt came to the Olympics, he didn't win anything. But he went back and he practiced and he practiced and he disciplined his will because he was focused on what he wanted to achieve. And when he came back, he was far better. He was so he ran so further compared to anybody else. He made it look he he made it look easy. See, that's what a champion does. A champion is not striving to win the race. A champion makes it look easy. Why? It's because that's just a glimpse of what a human will can produce. We reward it because we think it is godlike. We give them a gold medal and money because we think it is godlike. But I want to I want to encourage each and every person that is watching today. The same will that is in Usain Bolt and Neeraj Chopra to win the gold medal that same gift is in you. You can do what God has designed you to do. The purpose that God has for your life, you can accomplish those things. The dreams that you have in your life, I want to tell you, there are some people, who, some children, some young people who have given up on their dreams because of circumstances around them. I want to encourage you today that your will this situation is disciplining you. It's giving you an opportunity to discipline, to sharpen your focus, to sharpen your gaze so that you can fulfill and accomplish 
the dream that is in your heart man when i t- i tell you when your dream is fulfilled when you accomplish those dreams you begin to manifest you begin to manifest god like characteristics now when i when i study the the ancient hebrew text the will the meaning of the will the word will it actually is the hebrew word uh, ratzon Okay now what I'm about to explain to you is not in your English dictionaries but I'm I'm talking about ancient I go into ancient Hebrew I'm not even going to modern Hebrew I'm going to ancient Hebrew the early texts and that's where I'm getting this reference from and the word ratzon in Hebrew it, it means the will is the crown over the soul and the body it, it means that the that the will is the crown of your entire being it's it's who you are it's the crown it's the it's the it's the very royal aspect of who you are you know the bible calls us royal priesthood a holy nation that royalty the thing that makes you royalty in the presence of god among in the kingdom of god is your divine will is the will of god that he gives you and so when you look at the will of a person that is given to them by god that will serves as a point of contact between the spirit of god and the person okay now i'm going to teaching mode and i need you to take some notes because this is very very important okay the crown is the will is the crown over the soul and the body and it is the crown of your entire being in your consciousness it's who you are it's how you think it's how you process the will causes you to process in a certain way the will causes you to make choices in a certain way and this is a gift that god gives you that god doesn't even force himself on you so the will is a sort of a valve so to say or a tap uh, that allows the divine flow of existence itself to flow into your body and into your soul it's very important that we understand that the will is the is the is the key element it is the key literally that connects you to god or the will is the very key that disconnects you from god you have a choice ladies and gentlemen and god respects that choice you can choose today to experience the the goodness of god and it, when you experience the will the goodness of god when you experience the goodness of god that's the the will that keeps you connected to god but the will that experiences wickedness that chooses wickedness is the very will that creates a separation from god I hope you're understanding this. This is powerful. And so the will of 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 a man or a woman is what enables us to experience life itself. It the will is the is the place where God's spirit meets you. It is in the will that God keeps wisdom. and you can choose to access wisdom which will manifest in the in in terms of knowledge and understanding and action or you can choose to switch it off it's your choice god has placed it there and he respects your choices 
You can choose his wisdom. See, God is all about choice. He's all about empowering you to make the choice, to choose him or to choose whatever you want to choose. The consequences are based on your choice and he leaves it up to you. But God will not force your hand. God will not force your choices. God will not force his will upon you. But in fact, God submits his will to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick that up in a little bit because I just felt like it, it, it caused you, you to awaken a little bit in the, in the spirit. See, you must understand the will of man is what chose man to become a living soul. The will of man chose that man would become a living soul. Let me show you this in the scripture. Go to Genesis I love this man. Go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. Okay. Here we go. 26. Verse 26. Then God said, okay, God said, God said, let there be light and there was light. So if God said, let us make man, which means man was made. Okay. So we have to understand this. If you understand this, then everything else you'll get okay so let us make man so man was created before he entered into the formed body okay man existed before God formed man out of the dust okay before he gave him a body so let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and I want you to go to verse 27 now so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him male and female he created them okay now I want you to understand that when God created man in his own image in his own likeness God is spirit which means he's invisible but he exists so when God created man in his own image, in, his, in the image of God, he created man. It means that man was created, but he was invisible. Which means the will of God, man was created first. Just keep that in your mind, okay? This is revelation. This is uncharted territory. So learn as a church, we have a great high value for revelation. Okay, new revelation. Okay, so the, he created man in the image of God. So I want to ask you the question which I will answer, but does God have a will? Yes, he does. So if God created man in his own image, then does man have a will? Yes, he does. But this will was given to man even before he had a body. Now, I would love for you to go to uh, Genesis chapter 2. Uh, and we'll look at verse 7. Okay? And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Let me read that again to you. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed the breath of and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. 
Just stop there. He breathed into man the breath of life. So where was the will? It was with God and God took the will of man. God took man that he created, who was invisible, had all the characteristics of the image of God, had all the characteristics of the likeness of God. And he took man and through breath, Ruach, spirit, he breathed into man the breath of life. So which means the breath of life or our existence comes when our will is connected to the spirit of God. So the spirit flows into us when our will opens up and says, welcome God. When our will is connected to the spirit of God, when our will is connected to God, that's when we actually start existing. Till then, the Bible says we were dead in our trespasses. But when we started believing in Jesus, when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we were brought out of darkness and brought into divine light. Ladies and gentlemen, you started living when your will decided to be connected to the source of existence itself. You will, have, you will experience no life if your will is not connected to God. And so we see here now. He formed man out of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Every time you inhale, you're inhaling the breath of life. But I, I want to tell you, your, your life, your existence is tied to your breathing. But the quality of your life depends on how your will breathes. It's very important that you get this. The quality of your life is dependent upon how your will breathes. If you're breathing just air, you live. But if you're breathing Ruach, the breath of God, if you're inhaling and exhaling the breath of God, now the quality of your existence completely changes. You begin to experience life, everlasting, immortal life through this physical body. But I'll just submit that to you. But I want to get to something. Okay? So when he says, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. You see those two little dots over there after that? This is the New King James Version. It's called a semicolon. And then it says, and man became a living being. It means that the writer who was writing this actually stopped writing at the breath of life. And then he continued by saying, and man became a living being. So this is not one sentence, but it's actually two separate things that have happened. It's two separate instances that took place because when Moses wrote this, he saw God breathing into, into uh, the man, the breath of life. And then he saw man choosing to become a living soul. Come on, man. Man chose to become a living soul. 
and God never challenged him because man was given the image and the likeness of God which means God could create that that's why man had the ability to create he became a living being a living soul he chose for his soul and his body to receive life from the spirit see a lot of times we 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 christianity has been taught that the spirit is good the body is bad the soul is even worse but what if i told you that the body soul and spirit is all spirit it is all divine has been created by a divine being god created the spirit god created the spirit of the man god created the will of the man your will is more spirit than it is actually soulish and so we see now man chose to become an emotional being man chose to became become a sensory being man chose to have a mind man chose to have emotions and allowing his emotions to begin to lead him allowing his mind to begin to lead him man chose that not god ladies and gentlemen because if god chose your emotions you would never fall if god chose you to have a soul you would never get tempted and fall into temptation you would never make a mistake you would live in a perfect world because god is perfect but then he gave man a will and man chose to become a living soul you must understand that the will is very powerful because it is pervasive to determine purpose and destiny of a person which means the will has the ability to influence you without your control which means you you go to sleep having a thought and if your will decides that that's exactly what you would do even you cannot stop you nobody else on the planet has the power to convince you or stop you from fulfilling that purpose and that destiny your will decides what your purpose is your will decides what your destiny i'm talking about the human will not the will of god right now is very powerful ladies and gentlemen and you have to sit up and take notice that you have this instrument of synthesis in you it has the ability to synthesize dimensions and produce new things the bible says the commandment of the lord is that be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth that replenish part is very necessary do you know how it happens is that when you pluck a tree from the ground it's your responsibility to plant one back there if you eat some fruit from a tree as a divine being it's your responsibility to give the tree the fruit back i'm talking about pre fall now This is pre-fall and new creation. When you eat a fish from the sea, you've got to replenish it. See, we 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 love to take. The fallen man loves to take because he thinks he's going to die. But the new creation doesn't believe that he's going to die. 
The new creation understands purpose and that purpose is to replenish the earth. I've come here with the, uh, my purpose is to replenish the earth. Why am I preaching to you is because I'm replenishing you. So the, the will has the ability to be so pervasive that it convinces you about your purpose and your destiny. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to the wrong voice and that word sits in your will and your will picks it up, my goodness, you're in trouble. There are many people who have gone down a path thinking that this is the purpose of God, this is that my destiny, I've got to head down this way and they've completely missed God because they're listening to wrong voices. Not just people, even the devil. I want to I help you today. I want to set you free from this from this lifestyle of endless desires to become and not becoming. Endless, I want to be a businessman, I want to, and you've spent 20 years of your life trying to be a businessman, it's not working out. It's time to get a job. It's time to get a job, feed your family. It's time, time to get some responsibility. Stop thinking about yourself and think about your family. Think about the, the world that God has brought you. Think about the church, the kingdom of God that God has brought you in. People sometimes are set on fire in the wrong way. This, the lies cause them to, to, to get pictures in their mind of, wow, if I invest here, oh, this will someday turn out to be a gold mine. And, and no, man, you, you, you're not hearing God. You're not hearing God. Because you need to understand that if God wants you to invest somewhere, He will speak to you and you don't need other people to give you invitations. So Genesis chapter 3, I want to show you something, man. This is phenomenal. This will rock your boat. Now the serpent was more cunning, cunning, okay, than any beast of the field. Which means in those days, beasts used to speak. And they had intelligence. Let, let me just lay. <laughs> let me just say this. Let me say this to you. When God created something, they carried His nature. Though in the beginning was the Word, and the Word created all things. Which means the Word is the intelligence of God that is in every animal. Let, let me tell you something. Your dog is not talking to you because he is in a fallen state. Your cat doesn't talk to you. Your parrot tries. But you still can't understand what he says only because it's in a fallen state and they come to you so that you can redeem them. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Which means God made the serpent and made him cunning. Let me, <laughs> let me submit that to you. God was the one who made him. Okay? And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree in the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, 
nor shall you touch it lest you die did god say those extra things touch it he didn't say that she added it which means she's communicating from her will then the serpent said to the woman you will not surely die you see he's setting her will up you see how the how the poison comes it comes very subtly it comes like oh it comes like encouragement it comes like edification it comes like exhorting you you shall not die brother you shall not die my sister just eat of it come party a little bit come smoke and drink you know there's all that stuff they they people it's like come on man god doesn't mind but if you understand your temple is holy and how protective god is over how jealous he is over that temple then you will know where you are in this place for god knows that in the day you eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like god knowing good and evil you see the presentation there is presenting to her that god knows he has first hand experience of good and evil it is true ladies and gentlemen god does know good and evil god is the one who created good god is the one who created the destroyer to destroy he knows but they serve him they serve his purpose anyway so so when the woman now watch this very carefully okay so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food what does that mean she she decided in her will that this tree is good for food let me say it again and so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food she had convinced herself that this tree is good for food god said don't eat it she decided that it was good she decided now that tree was good for food that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise you see you see the the switch of the lens over there you see how she convinced herself through talking through the to the serpent that this tree is not bad this tree is actually good the fruit of this tree is actually good is good to eat good man i mean i can eat you know i this you know this good i i decided that this is good she decided in her will her will decided that this tree was good this tree is pleasant to the eyes and this tree desires to make one wise ladies and gentlemen i'd like to submit to you that the tree is not having a conversation with the woman saying i am the i am desirous to make you wise i am good to eat i am good and the fruit that i produce is good for you you can eat it the tree is not convincing the woman where she convinced it started by believing a lie and as that lie went into her desire pot if that's what you want to call it in your mind it went into her desire pot her will because she wanted to be like god picked out the desire 
that said this tree is good and you must understand when she decided that this tree was desirable this fruit was good to eat this tree desires to make one wise ladies and gentlemen whatever was in her will causes the tree to experience a wave function a collapse of a wave function and that tree became exactly what she wanted that tree to become and a tree desirable to make one wise she took of the of its fruit and ate it and she also gave to her husband with her and he ate then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering you must understand this is a pivotal moment for all of humanity all of the trajectory of humanity shifted in the moment when will chose to collapse a wave function see the tree was in the garden doing its tree thing man and god all god said god never even spoke to the tree he spoke to man and he said don't eat of that tree because in the day you eat of that tree you will surely die ladies and gentlemen this woman ate of the tree but she didn't die she went against the will of god and still lived i'm just trying to present to you how powerful your will is she caused god said you will die for sure she said no i will not die in disobedience she chose to live in disobedience to God's word she desired she wanted to become like God she wanted to become wise not realizing that wisdom was already in her will she looked to the tree because she was convinced from a voice another voice that convinced her to make up her mind to say that this tree now this tree is good for me god said it's bad but i'm saying that this tree is good for me have you heard people like that this woman eve if you read through the scriptures she decided that she was the mother of all the living come on man cain decided that he was going to become a tiller of the ground abel decided that he was going to become a shepherd god did not give them these instructions they decided and that's what they became See when you your will when you understand how powerful your will is as a man thinks in his heart so is he Verse 1 says now the whole earth had one language and one speech okay and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there then they said to one another come let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly okay someone with a will decided to say come let us make bricks and they started making bricks 
they see the 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 will synthesized materials the knowledge the wisdom the knowledge you must understand knowledge good and evil knowledge of how to take bricks and how to uh, to create bricks and make bricks and mortar and all of that stuff it came from somewhere but somebody had to say come let's do it together they had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar and they said now this one come let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens let us make a name for ourselves lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth now god i want to present to you that god is not intimidated by a tall tower or a very big city He's not challenged by it. Your tall towers are probably like a toothpick in front of him. He's not intimidated by your zeal to have a big tower and a big city. But what God was interested, you must understand, fill the earth and subdue it was the will of God. These boys over here let us make a name for ourselves which means let us call ourselves something let us give give ourselves one name lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth which means they were in direct disobedience to the will of god but let me tell you something god noticed it he noticed when people came together to do the wrong thing Some people are watching me cringing right now and that's okay but God is watching when you sit and you talk together making decisions together the wrong thing maybe we are not there maybe we are not there but God is and this is what God does and the Lord God came down to see the city and the tower wow beautiful huh Look at these guys. They did a great job which the sons of man had built. And the Lord said, listen to this now. Indeed the people are one. And they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. This is God talking. God is saying, "Okay, hold on a minute. I need to go and uh I need to uh you know, this is going down the wrong path right now. These are the only guys that are living on the planet and all of them are congregating together. I need them to go all over because I okay, let me explain. Okay, Jesus, God said, fill the earth and subdue it. Which means there were parts of the earth that needed man to go there so that they can subdue it. If all of them all of men of all of you know all of the men came together the people came together and congregated in one place on the earth everything else that was not subdued would actually overcome man That's why God's saying listen if two of you agree on something shall be established So go into all the world 2 by 2 he sent them out 2 by 2 
go man i don't need you in a big congregation in a in a, in in a in a hotel somewhere here in the city i you're not you're not powerful when you all hang out together you're powerful when you are two by two when you are in a life group when you're three people sitting together in a coffee shop you are powerful you are subduing more territory for the kingdom of god when you are spread across the world rather than sitting in a room together singing kumbaya and feeling the presence of god And God has to come. He says, Now nothing that they propose to do shall be withheld from them. Who is withholding it? You must understand. He's talking about collapsing a wave function. He's talking about something that even he will not stop them from doing. Even God restrains himself. It's called self-control. Spirit, fruit is a fruit. Spirit, self-control. He controls himself from exercising his will even when you're making a mistake. Powerful. Wow. God, people think, well, God, where were you? Where were you? He was there watching what you were doing in your own will. And he was like, Kalo, please wake up. You must understand, church, this is powerful stuff. If you can only choose to live like this, then you'll understand the power there is in your will. If you choose the will of God for your life, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. I'll repeat myself again. If you choose the will of God for your life, everything that you propose to do will not be withheld from you. Which means by your will, your human will, you'll be able to accomplish it. When you choose the word of God in your mind, the human will will cause that to produce supernatural results. Powerful results. You'll be able to multiply money. You'll be able to replenish things. You don't need, now I'm not talking about spiritual stuff. My goodness. I'm just talking about your will. If you decide on something, nobody else can shake you from it. When God speaks to you, and you've heard God, there's a peace in your heart. There's a joy. There's confirmations everywhere. My, my goodness, when God speaks to you, the stars will align themselves for you. You don't have to, like a brother, please give me confirmation. Is God speaking to me? Is God speaking to me? Is God speaking to me? No, you, you, you step out of your house and everything begins to point, you, point in the direction that you need to go in. You must understand, God is not, His word, ladies and gentlemen, fills all things. And when all those things begin to hear the word that God has given to you, His purpose that He's given to you, it begins to reveal now that you're in the right path. You don't need confirmation from men. You don't need 100 prophetic words. You don't need billboard signs to start showing you, oh, you know, this is confirmation from God. You must understand when your will is set on, a, on, a, on the will of God, on the word of God, all of creation will start encouraging you. 
all of creation will money will come to you like that it fall at your feet opportunities will come to you because they know that you carry the kingdom you care you're carrying the stewardship heart of the kingdom of god and you're come to replenish the earth you're not come to take away but you're come to replenish you're come to give and you're causing it to multiply and you and you're causing it to say hey listen i want generations after me to exist that's how we got to think that's the mind process of a person whose will is submitted to the will of god I was just thinking oh well you know I just want to have my ministry and I want to have my little church and I want to get rich and I want to have my little business and no don't <laughs> your business is just an expression of your stewardship of replenishing the earth your church is just an expression of people coming together to get empowered so that we can go out and now subdue the earth and replenish it that's your responsibility We see these guys. We see these guys. They are one, and they speak the same language. Birds of a feather flock together. People who gossip hang around people who gossip. And after a while, listen, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. And some people are probably listening to me, and this is going to set you free. When you listen to lies long enough, your will will convince. that you that those lies are the truth yeah. why is because you have a will and you can cause if eve caused the the knowledge of tree the 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 knowledge of good at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil to have a wave collapse a function collapse and and uh causing that tree to become wisdom to her you're telling me that you can't convince yourself that lies are truth And this work causes families to get divided, churches to get divided, businesses to get divided. We lose kingdom progress when we allow other words to become truth rather than the word of God. When we have opinions that fill our minds and not the word of God filling our minds, that's when those opinions sound like this sounds like a, the word of god brother after a while you will convince yourself that that is the word of god and when you convince yourself that that is the word of god your will will pick it up and now because this the will is connected to divine flow your divine flow will flow through your soul and you will ex- manifest exactly what you've heard if you've believed a lie your will will manifest divinity through your soul into your body and you begin to manifest it all around you you can't help it now you're just manifesting it ah division division everywhere you go division division you make friends for a little bit division after a while you go to church division after a while your family is divided business is divided you lost 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 all the time the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy but i have come to give you life and life in all its abundance see the abundance of life comes when your will is submitted to the perfect will of god god is so amazing that at any point in your relationship with him if you experience that you have no choice you're not encountering god 
God is so secure in himself. God is so secure in his will. God is still so secure in what he has done and what he's provided for your life that he chooses to submit his will to you. Look, if you read the 10 commandments that God gave Moses, if you read, you know, the King James says, thou shalt not. But if you read it in plain English, it says, you shall not murder. You shall not have other idols before you. You shall not steal. You shall not kill. Honor your mother and father because therein is a blessing. When you look at the word, you shall not, it's not, God is not saying you don't have an option here. God is placing your will at the center of all the commandments. And He's giving you the opportunity to receive His commandments. When He says you shall not, He's saying you can make a choice. You can choose to obey my will. You can choose to not murder. You can choose to not lie. You can choose to not steal. You can choose to not kill. You can choose to honor your mother and father. You can choose it. I'm submitting. These are my commandments that I follow. I'm submitting them to you. If you want to receive the blessing, the, the experience of blessing that, that I am in, I am experiencing right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to invite you into understanding how God functions, who He is and what kind of a relationship you've been having with Him. You shall not doesn't mean you have no choice. You have to do it. No. It's because you love Him that you choose His will above your will. Jesus demonstrated this so well in John chapter 15 and verse, we read from verse 11 onwards. He says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. Look, look at that. He's like, hey guys, I, I'm, I, I share these things with you so that when you hear them, the joy that I experience, when you receive what I have spoken, what the joy that I experience in fulfilling these commandments, you may experience them. That's what he's trying to communicate here. And he's saying, my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full, which means oh, we have a joy tank. And God has a joy tank. And he's saying, listen, for your joy tank to be full, for you to experience a quality joy, not just joy, joy, quality joy, which means that joy that never runs out. Oh, come on. The joy that never, never runs out. You can be in prison and experiencing the joy of the Lord. Oh my God. You would have just lost your home. And you're full of the joy of the Lord. The doctor would have given you a diagnosis about your body. And you still have the joy of the Lord. And Jesus says this in verse 12. He says, this is my commandment. He's not saying this is your commandment. He's saying this is my commandment that I follow, that I do. That you love 
one another as I have loved you. Which means, guys, this is my command. I follow this commandment. This is what I do. I love people. I love people. Crazily. I, want to, I love people all the time. And in the same way that I love people, I want you to love people. I want you now to step into this commandment. This is, this is what I do. And now I'm talking to you. As I'm talking to you, as, I'm, as you're hearing this word, there's a joy that will begin to fill your heart. And as the joy begins to fill your heart, you will just begin to burst out loving people around you. Why? Because this is a commandment. This is how I live. This is how I exist. And then he goes on to say this in verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down, lay down one's life. That same existence that comes from the divine, the same life that you have. He says, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life. For whom? For his friends. Wow, you are my friends. If you do whatever I command you to do. See, because of the law, because of religion, we've looked at this as a no, there, there, you, you don't have a choice in this. You have to love people. But I, I don't like the person. You have to love them. Love them now. Okay, all right, I love them. No, it doesn't, it's not, it's not how, it's not how this works. He says, the way the other person experiences love, the love of God, is when they experience your laid down life. That's it. The way the church knows that their congregation members love the church, then the people lay down their life for the church. Wow. Jesus is saying, hey, listen. There's no greater love than a friend who makes a choice to lay down his will to live so that you as his friend can live. When we talk about the laid down life, it's not about, okay, uh, I have no life. No, it's every day choosing this crown upon my head called my will that I am entitled to. This is my right. I'm created like this. It's my right. It's my life. It's where, where have we heard this? <laughs> Taking, stop telling me what to do. It's my life. Sure. Jesus says, no greater love is being, is displayed when one person takes down the will to live and lays it at the feet so that somebody else can live. 
Wow. That's amazing. Must understand Jesus is fully God and fully man, which means everything that Adam was, Jesus was. Everything that Christ is, Jesus is. At any moment, he could have changed the whole world. He had the power to defeat, permanently defeat every demon. He could clean out all the wickedness in the world. He could do it in an instant. Ladies and gentlemen, is it hard for a nation to be saved in a day? No, God can do it. But why doesn't he? Why doesn't he do that? Because he's showing us what it means to be lovers. Lovers of God, lovers of people. You can accomplish great things with your will, but when your will is submitted and you carry the will of God for your life, everybody else around you begins to experience life. You know, you want to know how you are in the will of God? Look at the people around you. Look at your friends. Look at the people you're hanging out with. Look at your workplace. Look at your business. Is it prospering? Are your friends prospering? Are they being blessed beyond what you have ever imagined? Their blessing is a crown that is laid upon your head because you chose to lay down your crown so that they can live. This is the laid down life is the culture of heaven. When we look at what John saw in the book of Revelation, with the 24 elders who have crowns on their head, when the angels cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, these guys take out their crowns and they lay it at the feet of God. And they say, only you are worthy. Because it is in your will that all things exist. See, ladies and gentlemen, laying down your will is not something of a loss. In fact, laying down your will is a divine exchange. Where He gives you his will. You exchange your will for his will. Jesus did it at the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, guys, when he's talking to his disciples, he says, guys, I've come to lay down my life. And when that moment came in Gethsemane, he was, he, his, his blood vessels shot through his skin. And he says, Father, if it is your will that this cup would pass by me. Nevertheless, I love that word. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You must understand, Jesus could have saved the world without dying. Fully God, man. He's fully God, fully man. 
He didn't have to go to the cross. But he chose to go to the cross because of you and me. He chose to lay down his will. He chose to lay down his life so that you and I can experience what it means to have the will of God living and moving and and experiencing it in our lives. The, the, The reason for existence itself. It's not because you did anything. It's because Jesus did everything. He did everything on the cross, keeping you in mind. So that one day, when you are born, and you are 20 years old or 30 years old, 2,000 years from when Jesus died on that cross, you're asking yourself the question, what is God's will for my life? What is my purpose? What am I doing? Why am I aimless? Why am I... Why do I lack passion in my life? I don't know where I'm going. I don't know when I'm coming. My parents are putting pressure on me. The world, my friends have moved on. And you're sitting in depression because you are holding on to an inferior will. There's an exchange. See, God's will when it comes, when you receive God's will for your life, it begins by receiving His Word. You start believing His Word. People ask me, how do I hear the will of God for my life? Will God speak to me? Yes, He will. In the same way that He spoke to Jesus. See, Jesus was so... He lived a life from the time He was a child. He lived a life of disciplining His will. He would go to the temple and when his parents asked him, how come you left us? He said, I'm about my father's business. Hello. When his mother asked him to do a miracle, he's like, the time is not now. Woman, why are you asking me to do these things? But the mother just knew he was the son of God. And he said, just listen to him, man. Just listen to him. And as they heard his voice, Jesus was so aligned to the Father's will that he never bowed down to the will of man. He always, he never bowed down to the will of temptation that came into his life. When he was tempted in the wilderness, Jesus used the word to overcome. What was he doing? That overcoming was was strengthening his will. But this whole moment, his entire life was, was a crescendo moment right on the cross. Where Jesus had to win the gold medal. Jesus, everything that he was taught, every in every way that he disciplined himself to choose the will of God, not my will, but your will be done. I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. This is Jesus disciplining his will for the moment when he had to give up his physical life and trust God to give him everlasting life. See, it was it was in Jesus. It is in that place that you exist. It is in that place on the cross where Jesus laid down his crown that you were born. You were not born, ladies and gentlemen, out of the will of man or the will of flesh but you were born John chapter 1 and verse 13 he says you were born out of the will of God 
So if you were born out of the will of God, why are we not embracing that will so that we can start existing? We've been living, not existing. But in this moment right now, you had a place of decision. Let go of that offense, man. If you're a parent, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, do we make mistakes? Yes. Have we controlled situations out of fear? Yes, we've done it. We've made those mistakes. But now is not the time to hold on to offense. Now is not the time to hold on to, to bitterness and anger and jealousy and control. Now is the time to let go and allow God to give you an opportunity to begin to exist the way Jesus exists right now. There is no sickness in Jesus' body. Jesus is not poor anymore. Jesus is seated far above principalities, powers, dominions, thrones. He's seated far above all these things. And at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He is Lord. Why did He get that name? And why does he give his name to us? So that when we speak that name, power is produced. People get healed. Mountains melt like wax. Trees can be thrown into the sea. Just by the mention of his name. See, you don't have to spend 20 years of disciplining yourself because Jesus already did that. He spent 30 years of disciplining himself and three years of discipline, dis- discipling others so that they can be like him, so that you and I can finish, can start where he finished. You and I are given a way better opportunity at doing greater things than what the disciples had. But we get caught up because the enemy is still at his old tricks and he's causing you to to cause things to have collapsing wave functions. You're causing things out of invisibility to become a reality that is bringing wickedness into the world. But if you can only see, if you can only see what God has for you, Some of you might be like, oh man, I've heard this kind of a message for so long. I've heard this kind of moving music for so long. I've been in church for so long. You've been in church, but you've not been in Christ. You've been in church with the crown, your own will upon your head. I want to invite you to to just lay down that crown today. Lay down your will. And choose His will. Choose His will. 
the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples and us to pray he says father let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven yeah. you see when you accept the will of god for your life and the will of god sits on the throne of your will that's when you don't have to try hard for the kingdom to manifest he's just waiting for you right now to invite him in he's just creating this moment right now so that you and i can lay down this stubbornness <laughs> i wanted my way on the highway guess what jesus is on the highways looking for people that he can empower to do great things i want to invite you right now to a moment of prayer a moment of surrender a moment of divine exchange you've had a will for your body to look a certain way and function in a certain way and you've always never been happy with how you look i want you to surrender that to the lord surrender your will surrender your future god has a way better plan you will start living you will start existing people will start noticing that you exist when you receive the will of god for your life so i want to invite you in a moment of prayer right now i'm going to pray for you and wherever you are in in your life groups wherever you are around the world i want to invite you right now I'm going to pray on your behalf just like Jesus died on the cross. I'm going to pray on our behalf as the church, as the body, as the bride with one voice. Father, we thank you for Jesus. Father, we come before you today as the bride of Christ. We leave division, we leave separation, we leave anxiety, we leave depression. We leave our own desires we take these crowns god we could produce awesome things with our will yeah. we could really live a very awesome life just by living with this gift that you've given us yeah. our will we could get gold medals for using our will god people can give us money we can have lots of successful things but lord we know that all these things will not exist for eternity we only know that we embrace your will for our lives that we start existing for eternity we start existing for eternity because eternal life begins to flow from the crown of our will into our minds our bodies and begins to give us everlasting life and so father today we submit to you we come before you god we did not know better lord we were so confused we were just caught up in 
this whole cycle of the world that everything that were presented to us the opportunities that were presented to us lord we didn't know any better but you know that we didn't know any better and that's why you never held it against us you are so merciful you are so loving you are so kind and so today god we don't feel any pressure from you we don't feel that you are forcing this upon us but it is a it is an honor father for us It is a privilege to embrace your will for our lives. What an opportunity it is for us to be transformed into the image and likeness of the Son, the obedient Son. And Father, pray for every person that is watching us right now that's having this moment with you i pray father that you would stir up a hunger to fulfill your will on earth as it is in heaven and father we know that this gift that you have given us lord connects realms it connects dimensions it connects heaven and earth and makes it into one we know that and we receive that today god we thank you that poverty is eradicated from our lives because everlasting riches begin to exist on the inside of us we thank you god that offense and bitterness is foreign to us now We thank you that hatred and jealousy and anxiety is foreign to us. We don't know what that is anymore because we've embraced your will. Your will for us is to prosper. Your will is that none should perish. And so we embrace your will for our lives. We embrace your kindness. We embrace your grace today. We submit Lord we lay our crowns at your feet and we ask you to crown us with your will your desire not my will but your will be done for life church global not my will as the pastor of this church but your will as the lord of this house let it be done Let it be done. In Jesus name. And all God's people said Amen. 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 Church. It's truly an honor to be a carrier of God's message to you today. I know that you're not offended, I know that you're not hurt, but you're actually encouraged, you've actually stepped into that place of of inviting the will of god into your life and there's a smile on your face there's joy in your heart there's energy in your life right now i want you to give someone a high five i want you to give show some people some love around you if you're in your life groups hug someone with with existence because life is beginning to flow through you right now <laughs> come on so good what a what an awesome time that we had together It's such a privilege really to communicate God's word to you. We love you. Kelsey and I love you. We pray for you. We're so grateful for everyone who serves to make these experiences possible. Hey, listen, this is our worship to God. 
We've given up our lives. We've surrendered our crowns from what we wanted to do to serve you. This is what God wanted us to do. And what a privilege it is for us to, to do this. That we, we would create an encounter, a genuine encounter. It's not about just hanging out with people in a large gathering. Now it's time to subdue the earth. Life Church Global, your purpose is to subdue the earth wherever you are. So wherever you are in the world, you have the authority and the dominion to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. We bless you. We love you. Enjoy long life in Jesus' name. Amen.